Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hey lady, Susan here. So happy to be with you today. It has been a fantastic week for me. I've been on vacation and I was skiing out in Park City, Utah. And oh my gosh, there is just nothing better than spring skiing. 50 degrees, sun shining. Life just doesn't get any better than that. Breathing that fresh, cold air. It just, it was so good. And I'm really proud of myself because I did shut down and I did not dwell on business for five full days. Normally, that's hard for me to do. I do have a hard time shutting it off. Even mentally, the wheels just keep turning. And especially right now, because I'm getting ready for a really big program launch, I thought I might fall prey to early morning work sessions, but this trip was so good and I was so tired at the end of the day that I was not about ready to get up early and work. So there's just something about the whole skiing experience that really transports you to another place, and I highly recommend it. But I do have to say that as I was getting ready for the flight this morning, it was super early, the get to work switch came on full force. We had this flight out of Salt Lake City that was, I think it was like at seven o'clock. We're driving in the dark between Park City and the airport. And it just was a good time to start reflecting on the week and especially about how I had skied. I'll be pretty honest with you here. It was far from my best performance. I have been skiing since I was a kid. Although I currently live in North Carolina and there's not really great skiing. There's a little bit, but it's like pitiful. But I grew up in Buffalo. And if you didn't enjoy winter sports up there, you were just destined for a long, cold, lonely winter. And I'm almost certain people from the North who are listening can really relate to this. So if you've ever gone out to the mountains to ski, you would know that you've got to be in pretty good shape to really excel at it. The first thing you're going to notice is that the air is really thin. When you're at about 10,000 feet elevation, like any exertion at all is going to make your heart feel like it is just pumping out of your chest. And especially if you live at sea level like myself and you're not used to the thin air. So you know that cardio fitness is really important to be able to have your heart pumping blood so you have what you need to go through your muscles. Oh, and that brings us to muscular strength. If you are observing skiers gliding down the hill, you might think, well, that looks pretty easy to do. But if you don't do it often and you don't necessarily have the best form, i.e. that would be me, you would notice pretty quickly if your quads and calf muscles were prepared for what you're going to ask them to do. Now, that's the downhill part. 
But what most people don't realize is that there's a lot of traversing that has to go on to get you from one lift to another or from the bottom of the hill to the lodge. You know, there's just a lot of work. Think about cross-country skiing where you're just pumping with your arms and you're you're really pushing yourself forward using upper body strength. So you got to have a lot of upper body strength too. So this brings me to my point. I knew for months that I was going on this trip. I mean, months. I kept telling myself, oh boy, you better get ready for this baby girl. Um, You know, you need to take the time and make sure you get both your cardio and your strength training workouts in each week. I have a ton of workout equipment at home. I've got a Peloton bike. I've got body pump weights, um, the Les Mills app. I'm telling you, I make it easy to make workouts available So in my head, I knew exactly what I was going to face, especially in light of the fact that I had had surgery a year ago and all the quad muscles in my left leg had been severed and they've been healing. So I can walk without any noticeable limp, but I definitely tell that my left quad is weaker than my right, which throws my balance off, which of course, balance is a super important part of skiing well. So you kind of see this whole picture forming here. I've got all the equipment. I've got it in my head that I know I need to do this in order to be prepared for what I was going to face last week. So you may be curious, did I do it? Did I stick to my commitment and get ready for the trip? Well, based on the fact that the name of this podcast is something about workaholics, the answer to that would be hell no. Day after day, I would look at my packed calendar and I'd know that surely I didn't have time to work out that day. You know, okay, listen, every day you're on Zoom, right? So you gotta like make sure you're ready. You have to take a shower, get your hair done, put your makeup on. Like that takes a lot of time. And so there's not enough time to do it before you get ready. And then I would put my clothes on like my exercise clothes, I'd put them underneath my professional duds and I would go to my desk and I would tell myself that I would fit it in before the end of the day. And you know how that goes. (laughs) My days just kept getting longer and longer and day after day, I would take off my exercise clothes in pretty much the same condition as when I put them on. I'm not kidding you. That cycle continued week after week and month after month. Until, of course, I ended up in Park City in some of the worst shape of my life. And boy, did my body tell me about it. It's so funny that you can just sit at your desk, do your casual everyday activities, and go through life pretty much unaware of what you're doing to your body until you finally push it past status quo. And then in no uncertain terms, your body will tell you what it has to offer you. Even though I was physically uncomfortable most of the week, it was still kind of cool to listen to what my body was telling me about my current lifestyle. It also didn't help that I was with two people who are in excellent physical condition, one of which is my daughter, who, while we were on the trip, passed her 365th straight day of closing all of her activity rings on her Apple activity app. 
Okay, so if you don't have one of these things, all that means to you is she has burned at least 800 calories per day in activities lasting an hour or more for an entire year. So I was the weakest link on this trip. My activity app has been sending me condolence cards because it surely thought I was dead from lack of activity. But anyway, I did try to keep up as best I could. I was out there. I was pushing it. I was feeling totally winded. My quads were on fire. My calves were cramping. And at some point, much sooner than it really should have, my body said, nope, got nothing left for you, sweetie. The choices I had made for the last year, to be honest, had finally caught up with me. And I had a really bad time. And I I just, I could not keep up any longer. Now, I did end up at the Apre ski bar down at the bottom of the hill waiting. That's a whole other story, but I would have rather, much rather been out there skiing. It was frustrating. I was disappointed. And I was really mad at myself for a bit because I knew that what I was doing, I had been justifying it by saying that I was too busy, that I had important things to do in my business. And that took priority over making time and effort to exercise. So that's the reason I wanted to tell you this little story today, because there's some observations that can be really important to you as well. First and foremost, I think we have to slow down and think about how we're treating our bodies right now. For just a minute, think about the amazing physical creation that you've been given to house your soul while you walk on the face of this earth. I mean, really, like be an observer of this and watch yourself as you're going through your day. Are you treating that body well? Do you take time to feed and care for it so that when the time comes for you to stress test it, you'll have what your body needs to carry you through that experience? My stress test came in the form of a self-imposed ski trip. Your stress test Maybe a different sort, or it might be just that you can have the energy you need to accomplish everything you want to accomplish every single day. Self-care is one of the biggest gifts you can give to yourself when it comes to accomplishing your purpose for being here. God gave me an amazingly healthy body to live in. And what I realized during this trip is that I have not been being kind or loving to it. And I had to wait until it yelled at me rather than listening to the whispers that were there sooner. And believe me, they were there. To do all the things that I've been called to do on this earth, I need to slow down and take care of the vessel. And the reward will be that then I can go faster because of the strength and energy that I create. Are you in the same place? Are you taking the time to listen to your body? Are you giving it what it needs in order for it to be there for you when you need it? It's something you really have to stop and think about before it's too late. The second thing that I wanted to bring up is this, and I believe that I'm not alone in this point. If I make a commitment to someone else, that I will do something for them, I would never back out. That's just who I am. I am loyal 
and I do what I say I'm going to do. That is something I really like about myself. But I quite frequently break my commitments to myself. I, I don't know why. I'm not as important to me as other people. And especially, this happens for me especially, when it comes to self-care, exercising, eating well, getting enough sleep, etc., etc. Just like my several-month commitment to myself to get strong and ready for skiing, I didn't have my own back on that one. And I did it thinking that I was doing something noble. I was working all the time. It's not like I was laying on the couch eating bonbons. Well, maybe sometimes I was doing that. No, not really. I was working. I was I was doing things that would move my business forward, right? So your mind, it's just, it's such a tricky, tricky thing. It can justify anything it wants in the effort to do the easy thing in the moment. But in the long run, you find yourself more disappointed because you made a conscious decision to not stick to your commitment and you're the only one to blame for it. So the question for me is this, what will it take for me to put me first? The me who needs to eat well and exercise to get strong for the next ski trip. Well, here are three things that I'm going to do to make sure I'm ready next year. The first thing is I'm putting a flag in the ground and making a commitment, a public commitment right here, right now. There's a cool dude. His name is Robert Cialdini. He's one of the very early thought leaders on NLP says that if you make a public commitment and tell people what you're going to do, it's really a lot harder for you not to follow through. So let's see if that is true for me in this situation. (laughs) The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create an accountability group with some coach friends that are also Peloton riders. I'm all about competition, and that will help me keep focused on the journey. I, I just love, you know, quantitative measurements of anything and being able to, you know, see progress from that perspective. And the third thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to create small goals that are measurable and, like I said, quantifiable. It helps me stay motivated as I see the results of my efforts. There's something concrete about quantifiable type small wins that really keep me moving forward. Everyone is different. My question to you is, what would you do or want to do to keep a commitment to yourself to make self-care a bigger priority in your life? Because I'll tell you what, this time next year, I'm heading to Telluride and I plan on being the last one off of the hill every day. I'm not going to be that poor, pathetic excuse of a person who has to wimp out halfway through the day. And the funny thing is that I expect my business to do just fine with this little distraction called self-care because it would have been fine anyway if I had just taken the time to take care of myself. It was always just an excuse, right? Where are you going to be next year this time? What are you going to do to be physically more available to your business, to your family, to the people you love, to yourself? It has to be a conscious decision that you make every single day. 
Man, I thank you so much for letting me rant on a little bit today. I would love to hear from you if you're going to go on a self-care journey or if if you're interested in joining the accountability group, drop me a message. I'd be happy to invite you in. The more the merrier, right? I hope you have a fantastic week. Think about taking care of yourself. And if you are doing that, if you are someone who does take the time to take care of yourself, I applaud you. Let me know what tips you have for me on how I can make certain I'm successful on this journey this year. Until we meet again, my ladies, you go get them. Take care. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.